Welcome, affiliated listeners, to another very special episode, which we're actually going to be doing something different today. Um, And that's because we have possibly one of our favorite people that we get to see in any sort of industry event or just in general and a really special guest today. Um, And we're going to be talking about something I think all of you want to know about, which is the best way that you should be making money in your business right now. So before we tell who our special guest is, I want to say hi to my co-host and delightful human. You're not, I'm not the favorite person. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but you know, when we, when we talk about this part later, we'll definitely mention that yeah. you're, you mean something to me. Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> but how are you doing today? By the I'm way? doing great. This has been a fun day. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Been, yeah. And it's going to, it's about to get a lot more fun and yes. we'll explain why, but that is because we have the amazing, that almost doesn't even need an introduction. And I think one, not only a great success story, but a current expert in the industry, that is Liz Graham. Liz, how are you doing today? I'm so good. Thank you yes, for good. having Yay. me, guys. Yes, yes. Well, and Liz, you actually get to be a part of a maiden voyage of something that we're going to start trying, which is, you know, Boise is a great place. Um, you did come in March, which I'm sorry. So, um, <laughs> you know, hey, it's great. Right, right, yeah. hey. Uh, but, you know, oftentimes we come in here, we want to show the office, but because you're in here, we think we should do something a little bit special with a live podcast. So what we've done today is anytime, I think anyone that knows you or knows you well enough knows that you love some cheesecake. I and do. You love to network and connect through cheesecake. Yes. Yeah. And cheesecake is not, listen, this is not just your your grandma's dessert. Cheesecake's a little bit fancier. It's a little bit more, it's a little bit more decadent. And one way to make it even better is we try and pair alcohol with our guests that come inside. We got some champagne to go along with Delicious. some cheesecake for this podcast. <laughs> so we're going to pop it open as we get started with this conversation, and hopefully nothing bad happens. <laughs> yeah. Or we I don't lose open. an eye. Yeah, well, Kyle does that. I want you to tell a story a bit about the cheesecake. Do we call it a mastermind yet? Yeah, I don't know. I call it cheesecake sweet party. I don't know. I just like to have. Wait, I should pour yours first. Oh, yeah. Wow. Chivalry is dead, but let's bring it back to life. (laughs) I have a giant vessel. Um, Yeah, so whenever we're at events, I get a really bougie suite and have about 12 people to the room, and we order cheesecake and we drink. And it's (laughs) fantastic. It's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. How did, when did that, when was the first one? Was that oh. New York? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like 2019, 2020, you know, 2021. It was right after yeah. COVID. Why does the shortest arm person have to do this? Yeah, that, I planned that intentionally. Uh, oh, no. Oh, ah! party foul. I was overextended. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a bank. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have like to a, cheers now. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Reach your tiny little arms. I do. Yeah, my little dinosaur arms. They're proportionate. Mm. That's delicious. I like the bubbles. Yeah. That's a pretty tasty shampoo. 10 out of 10. So yeah. for those that are ever looking for it, it's this. And I will not attempt <laughs> to pronounce dap, drapier? Drapier? You did attempt to announce. I did. <laughs> it's probably French, and I butchered it. But you know what? In your face, French, I'll butcher all your words wrong. So, um, anyway, so yeah, so I get. I am one, one question about that. Like, why cheesecake? What do you love about cheesecake so much? Uh, well, we were in New York, and mm-hmm. Junior's cheesecake was like catty corner to the hotel, and that was probably the best cheesecake I'd ever tasted in my yeah. freaking life. So I just wanted it like four times a day. <laughs> You went hard on the cheesecake. I did. <laughs> I was on a bender. Yeah. I was a little concerned. I was like, <laughs> Listen, I, you know what? I can, when you get a dessert that speaks to you and mm-hmm. it is like the best, like that was chip cookies for me for a bit and then mm-hmm. crumble. And they kept doing new flavors every week. 
like it was a race to gain diabetes. I would buy them. <laughs> An arms and, race. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Two. We were like, let's get there. Let's get there. And like 40 pounds later, I was like, I think I might have a problem. I should probably <laughs> yeah, mine, stop. mine recently was the boba popsicles, the boba milk bars yeah. from Costco. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I haven't had one. They're, they're like this, like they have this like brown sugar encrusted over the top. And then it's like this boba and this milk bar. That's so good. Sounds really It's really good. good. You probably, I should have brought some. I still have yeah, them. Okay. I had to stop eating them. So now there's like in my freezer, like three boxes of them. But yeah. you have to like boba to like them. I do not love them as much as Thomas. I <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, um, as we start our bubbly conversation, we're sharing something that is important to you. Let's actually talk a little about your journey. Because I think one of the there's always unique journeys that we get to talk to and unique, um, I guess, origin stories for a lot of people. But yours, um, I don't know, there's something I find super endearing about it, but I don't want to steal any of the thunder. So <laughs> walk, walk us through kind of yeah. what led you into this world of list management and performance marketing. So I was originally a customer. I bought a workout online in 2012. And was it a ClickBank product? It was. No way. Venus Index. <laughs> it's true. We have you real exist. customers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, I won a fitness transformation contest and lost 50 pounds in 12 weeks. And wow. at that time, podcasting was getting big. And I went on the podcast with one of the, the offer owner, one of the partners, and we just made friends. And then that offer like hit number one on ClickBank and it was like four 20 something year old gym bros and they needed help. So they called me. And so I started just picking up tasks. Did you have experience in the space before? You're just no. Yeah, I was a teacher, <laughs> so I had so experience had, correcting uh, their PDF, <laughs> typos, and experience dealing with wrangling children. Yes, twenty-something yeah. gym bros, expert would level, be essentially. Gym, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, then our list manager quit, and I was pretty good at it. So the list manager made like ten thousand dollars a month the month before I took over, and the. First month I ran the list, we made one hundred seventy thousand dollars. Whoa! Dang. Wait, what? I, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, so yeah. you went from and ten so, to one hundred seventy. Yeah. And like, what was your trick? Like, how? Yeah. Go from that to that. When you doing? prior to that, you'd been a teacher and you were kind of the the catch-all operator. Yeah. So okay. So my degree is actually in biology with a minor in chemistry. So I was a, a microbiologist chemist professionally first. And then I had kids, so then I started teaching school. So I taught high school. Um, yeah, so then I was kind of the catch-all. I was helping out once I started working with the guys at Venus. I started helping in the forum. They had forums back then. I think it's funny to oh, remember yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> remember when the internet had forums? Yeah, yes. before Discord, before Reddit. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Reddit. yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, and helping with customer service. And then I was like, hey, y'all, like, here's some typos in your PDF. Fix that. And then it was like I was doing project management, like checking out funnels mm -hmm. and looking at sales pages and just whatever they needed. Yeah, I was the catch all girl. <laughs> so when you first got into list management and like that, you're taking that over, like, how did you look at it different? Like, why did it just suddenly turn to so much more revenue versus what was happening prior? I think yeah, set this, the scene. this is my opinion on it. Of course, this isn't. I mean, who knows? I think I look at the everything with a very data-driven mindset, and I think most people that ran lists at that time, and I'm talking about the guy who ran the list before me, was a copywriter, and copywriters are artistic, uh -huh. and they go off feeling and emotion, and I'm a scientist. There's no feeling or emotion with my decisions. I look at numbers, stone-hard 
cold number killer, you know? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Hey, I'm a county major. I love numbers. I'm yeah, right like, so yeah. like. Numbers don't lie. People I'm the odd one out here. Yeah. Yeah. Numbers don't. Yeah. yeah. So I there was relate. no thoughts or emotions clouding my judgment. I just started going after what did well. And it escalated quickly. That's an insane difference, though. <laughs> yeah. 10K to 170. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, especially like. <laughs> I think there's agencies or list manager services that you could hire that probably won't even promise that level of, of change. Gosh, um, no. So yeah. th- th- that's fantastic. So. Yeah, and I mean, of course, this is like one case scenario. It's not. And it's all of them list. It's every yeah. one of them. You get 1,000% increase. Remember, increase. people lie, numbers don't. <laughs> uh, so no. I was curious, like when... Was it all third-party offers and affiliate offers you're mailing? Was it internal offers or cross-promoting for it Venus? Was it was a mix. It yeah. was a mix. So it was mm-hmm. a mix of our own internal stuff, content, and affiliate offers. And I still stick to that formula today. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Okay, very cool. So, well, um, well, actually, that what is that formula, that mix for you? And I imagine it, it, your scientist brain, you probably split-tested that quite a bit over yeah. the time and the volume that you've had. Um, so every list that I run is ran individually. I just want to point this out. So this, it's not one-size-fits-all. So it depends on how many internal offers the client has, uh, how the list responds to content, and then how the list responds to affiliate offers. So some of my lists are exclusively internal. Oh, really? Do you okay. have some clients yeah. here at ClickBank that have literally like 100 offers? So I can literally yep. just run their whole list with internal. But then I have clients that only have one offer. So that gets mailed like every other week or once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just really depends. Like we're trying to monetize the list. So what makes the most money? Yeah. So um, you've seen a lot of marketing now. Like obviously when you first started, you saw all of it and all the way to list management. Um, so when you think about it in terms of your email list as an asset to a business that's selling online, if you had to rank it out in terms of assets in a business from, you know, one being the most important asset you have to 10 being something you get rid of, where would you put that out? I'm sure, it, sorry, I'm, just, I'm sure the list managers would rank this very low. Yeah. Very low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> the softball question. Yeah, yeah. Right. Thanks for qualifying yeah. that to be nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Trust nothing she says. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, most of my clients, they pay themselves from the email list. Um, they are usually just breaking even on day one with customer acquisition. So the email list is actually paying the employees and themselves. So when you look at it that way, or even as a business evaluation, it is one of the more prized assets of a business because yeah. it's, it's recurring all the profit revenue. Margin, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's one of the best ways to communicate with your customers too, yeah. consistently and know yeah. you're communicating directly to them. Right. So I think that's pretty powerful yeah. for sure. I want to go back to your story okay. with the... When you so you're managing the internal lists at Venus. Yeah. When did you start going more like agency model with other clients? <laughs> so there was four partners in Venus. All those four partners took me to their own separate businesses that they didn't share, and then partners of those partners started bringing me into uh-huh. their businesses. And a partner of a partner who y'all know well, Todd Lamb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goes to this event and talks to somebody who needs a list manager, and he's like tells them about me and comes home, calls me, is like, I got you your first client. I don't know if I would have taken that step, but Todd believed in me and was literally like my number one cheerleader. And he literally started my business. That is so cool. I know, isn't that amazing? I would have probably been fine being an employee forever. Like I didn't (laughs) have, my mindset has changed a lot over the years, right? So 
Um, I don't know if at that time I would have thought myself of, as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so that got you working with the clients versus just being employed by yes. kind of the Venus umbrella. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Which must have been confusing is it expanded to all these partners. You're like, am I really an employee as I'm cascaded across like <laughs> six partnerships? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that seems like it'd be common. What, I mean, first, I think that's just a testament to where we talk a lot about how oftentimes we get really excited about the numbers in this industry. They're exciting. They change lives. But what actually changes the lives, and I think the difference for people that stay around and see the value, and I think what's unique about this industry versus other industries out there is it's the relationships. Absolutely. Because what changed it for you was not a number. It wasn't um, you know, an invoice or anything. Right. It was a relationship you had with somebody yep. and them being so connected to you that are like, I believe in this person. Yes. I'm going to take a step for them. Absolutely. <laughs> and Todd is obviously an amazing person too. Very. So that's super cool. What a great, what a great transition. So from there, that was your first client. Yeah. And it's been how many years since that point? Uh, like close to ten. Wow, <laughs> that feels wild. Yeah. And so now to this point, how many? If you could share, I understand sometimes proprietary. Where's that client load at this point? Like, how many clients are you working with, and how many lists are you managing? Uh, we manage a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually don't keep account. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would say now, like right? more than 30, less than 100, somewhere there. <laughs> um, I like it. And so I've got a team of 12, and they're mostly all stay-at-home moms. It's a passion of mine to oh, nice. um, yeah, employ stay-at-home moms so that they can stay home with their kids and still support their family financially. That is awesome. Mm. How do you go about now? I'm just super curious about that. I guess if you could dial back a little bit, like what you said, it's a big passion point for you. Like why expand a little so, bit? So, um, like I said, my degree was in microbiology chemistry um, mm -hmm. and I was a microbiologist. And after I had kids, the line, I, I worked at a spice company mm -hmm. and the line started at 5.30 a.m. in downtown Dallas. And I lived about an hour away. So I would get up at 3.30, wake oh, up my two kids under two, Take them to a nanny downtown because what childcare opens at 5 a.m.? Not good ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oftentimes, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I went to those childcare facilities. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so at some point I was just like, what are you doing? This isn't what's best for your kids. Mm -hmm. And what would be better? And so the thought of teaching school. So I started teaching high school science, went back, got my certification. And yeah. So, like, literally changed my career to suit my kids' lives better, which was never anything I considered in college, right? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. And I think, like, as a woman, sometimes you're faced with those questions of you really want kids, but you really also want to help your family financially, and how can I do all of this? Mm -hmm. So it's that's a passion of mine is letting other women feel like they can be the best mom and also be the best spouse and help, you know, on the – financial front at yeah. home they can really have their cheesecake and eat it too yeah, yeah. <laughs> to that i think that we should all cheers to that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i no. do yes that is i would say i that is an amazing thing as somebody like my wife has a deal with that right being stay at home and it's mm -hmm. a tough sacrifice to make yep. and you know it's hard when you don't always do it because you know you want to but you don't at yeah, the same right. time and so i think that's really cool i just uh, it's a great thing. There's not enough people that make those efforts and attempts, and so that's really an awesome thing. Cool. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to go now. I'm just really well, happy like, when, that when did you make your, <laughs> How long did you try to do it yourself before you made your first <laughs> hire? Uh, 
I don't think I hired my first hire. I want to say in 2018 or 2019. I don't remember the exact year. So what's funny about that is I was working seven days a week, 12 hours days. Oh. Yeah. Like somebody has control issues so you're, here. You're, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you really brought that work life balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, John Barman, who was the original mm-hmm. partner in Venus Index, like also kind of mentored me. Uh, is like, listen, you gotta let go. <laughs> this is not healthy. Yeah. And uh, he's like, my cousin's girlfriend needs a job. She's amazing. You would love her, but like her and her um, significant other, they, she couldn't go with him to travel. He was like a film documentary guy. Mm-hmm. And so he would just like leave her, and she'd be waiting tables. And um, he's like, she would be so perfect for you. And if it doesn't work out, like they're not gonna be homeless and destitute. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah, so I hired her, and her name was Kristen, and she's still, she's literally like my right hand. And not only was she awesome, but like something she did better than me. Mm. And so it was like, oh, I can let go of stuff, and it'll still be okay. <laughs> and from there, it escalated quickly. <laughs> You're like, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you know, I, I think there's probably a lot of entrepreneurs that find themselves in that hyper control state, right? Yeah. Like it's like I can't trust anybody more than me, right? Um, and, and you find yourself spiraling towards a different kind of destitute energy and emotional destitute, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so what have what have you done to maybe what are some of the steps that you've taken through that hiring process to be able to let go without reducing quality? Because I think that's the the big balance you always have to yeah to find. So I started with like little steps. So like um, the first one is like literally just loading an email. Actually, I think I started with proofing an email. Mm. So like she's proofing my work. And so then I'm like, oh, she's catching my mistakes. And then it's loading the email. So then I'm proofing and she's loading. So then I'm catching her mistakes. And then it's like, okay, well, now you can start pulling the revenue. And there was always like, uh, some sort of cross-check system, right? So that I still had like eyes on it until they reach like a level of proficiency that you're like, okay, hold on. Like they're catching things that I didn't catch. And that's when you know, like, okay, they're good. Next. Nice. Gotcha. Nice. Okay, so you create a safe controlled place Yeah. that if they fail, you're going to catch it hopefully early yeah, on. Yeah, so it's just like a, it's, it's SOPs, right? Mm-hmm. So as a project manager before I managed lists, like that was a big thing for me is standard operating procedures. Like if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, who's going to do this job? Yeah. Somebody should have a checklist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that was honestly the most frightening thing with my business when I was working 12 hour days, seven days a week. If I got hit by a bus, mm-hmm. what the hell? Yeah. It goes away. It's literally yeah. risky mm-hmm. for my clients. Like, so you have to think about other people other than you and your control issues. Mm-hmm. It's like the That's what ifs, way. right? Yeah. 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 Well, because too, I imagine that for you, you have to travel a bit to all the different masterminds and the events you go to yeah. to find additional yeah. clients or, yeah. yeah. That's a big, mm-hmm. so that's been a big uh, thing for me lately. And yeah, being able to like, I'm the relationship person, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the one that you talk to. I'm the one at events. Um, and I'm the face of the business, so I have to be at all these things. So my business has to operate with me kind of focusing my attention on acquisition, just like any other good offer owner needs to do. Right, yeah. Yeah. Can bring that in. So I'm curious, like, when was the 
hesitation to hire more around like, I don't know who to hire, how to hire, or was it around like, what if it goes wrong and like that? Uh, it was around, my biggest challenge mm -hmm. was the fear of what if I can't sustain this and I have to let them go and they're like having to go to the food yeah. bank. This is yeah. so, so ridiculous. No, it's yeah. not. No, no. I, <laughs> listen, for anyone that hasn't fired somebody before, when you have to stare sucks, down, like yeah. I remember one of the first thoughts I had the first mm -hmm. time I fired somebody, which I just met them two hours out earlier, so it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, like, hello, you're not gonna have good memories you, of this were interaction. You, were you an axe man? Were you like the George no, Clooney flying into like? Long story you know. for a different time, I'll tell you. But <laughs> this way, the person I replaced had just been fired, so they were firing everybody oh, when I was okay, working. Okay. It was like yeah. I fired another person later that week. You joined it a great it was, time. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, I was like, well, I'm just gonna learn real fast. But I remember thinking, I was like, you're going. I, I could not shake the feeling of you're gonna have to go home and tell your family that you lost your job and the impacts to all that and everything yeah. that comes out. It always would break my heart. So I, I totally get that. And I yeah. think, I hope a lot of people worry about that. I'm sure there's some people like, mm. but you know, that that's a real concern. Yeah, it's like, be, you're, yeah. I'm responsible for these people's lives. Yeah. And I don't take that lightly. And I just, I don't know. I care about my team on like such a deep level. Like we're family. Yeah. So I don't like I'll go without before they do. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, leader, what is it? Um, Simon Sinek, leaders eat mm -hmm. last, right? Yep. Yeah. So, um, no, that's that's Plus great. It's cheesecake, then Liz eats first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And champagne. Yeah. Especially with champagne, yeah. you gotta have yeah. it together. So eat and drink. Uh, well, no, I think it's kind of a we went in an interesting direction with this, kind of talking about infrastructure. But that, that's the thing a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with is yeah. how do you start expanding? Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm kind of curious is uh, we've gone down that route. So you've had you said it was seven, six. How many team members do you have again? We've got uh, about 12 now. Wow, I was way off. I was going to say, I so, think it was 12, yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, I listened very well. <laughs> Let me just pour some more champagne. You know, to help some memory out. Um, uh, so with 12, like, how do you go about selecting the right people? So the first one kind of came to you, but yeah. now you're you're having to select people. So what does that process yeah. look like for you? So the next probably six to seven were my actual best friends and family. Oh, nice. I know everybody says don't work with your yeah. friends and family. I did the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> because I can trust them to die on the mountain with me. Mm -hmm. Literally. And they also know like our friendship or our blood, if you will, means more than this business. Does. So yeah. like I've had some friends like they're like, I'm just not into this. And they've left and like we're still fine. Mm -hmm. So, yes, yeah. yeah. Probably through a lot of honesty and communication. Yeah. Right? I think so. like, you know, people first. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're going to find somebody, one of the reasons like you want to trust them and you want to know that you could get along with them. Yes. It is definitely key. Yeah. So after the first six hires, which you're like, well, we've been knowing each other since I've been born or you've yeah. been born one of the two. Um, <laughs> when you went to the, the cold hire, was yeah. that was it a referral basis? Were you like going to job boards? Uh, so it's mostly been referrals. So of those inner core six or seven, now we're on to the best friends and family of those. Gotcha. So you're really keeping you keep it, it in the family. Keep yeah. it in the family. Yeah, it's like right. a mafia, but list. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, the list mafia. I, the list <laughs> the You're grand. right. <laughs> yeah, the Graham mafia. It kind of sounds like people are making like Teddy Graham, yeah, but they're doing say, it in yeah. a really aggressive way. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> if you enter and make your own Teddy Graham, they're going to break your kneecaps. <laughs> they, go, they go to turf or the Keeblers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're just slaughtering elves out there. Like, yeah. No, so anyway. Um, <laughs> Let's roast your name some more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue to talk about list being like mafia. Yeah. yeah, it sounds great. The Graham Cracker crust, yeah. So, well, I mean, that, that's really, that's interesting. I think, um, 
the fact that you made that work, but it sounds like the fact it was always about like, hey, you're in this with me, mm-hmm. not you're in this for me. No. Is one of the big differences that I'm hearing huge. as you talk about right. it. Right. I think a lot of people don't approach employees that way. You know, they do think about you work for me and it's to help me, not necessarily yeah. hey, we're all in this together. Yeah. Let's try yeah. to each other out. A lot of people talk about like you know, their business is in place to serve the customer, but if you can serve everybody, including your employees, right? Yeah. You're serving them, then a lot of it comes back up. Yeah. You. So awesome. I want to we were talking a, about list management. We went way off. Well, I wanted so, to yeah. <laughs> come back to the list management yeah. piece a bit. Was, like when you're finding new clients now or through your experience of having new clients, what is the usually like the big fix that you can identify in their email operations? Uh, the number one is they just aren't doing it. Right. And they know they need to. <laughs> Not mailing their list. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to help. I don't know what to do. Or, or they might be mailing it, but it's like, oh, yeah, we mail it. It's like once a week. Or, or yeah, there's, mm-hmm. so there's that. Or like our media buyer is running our list, and he mails it when he feels like it. Mm, which is never. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's yeah. like, well, I'm bored today. I'd like, I guess I'll send something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Facebook's not doing so good. Let's. Yeah. Let's go send an email. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what if we do that every day? Oh. <laughs> so, so that's pretty common is people are yeah. just not. Do, so being that you've talked to so many people, I know Thomas and I talked to a lot of people that are do, doing very little with their list. What's the common, I guess, unifier is why people don't do it? I mean, I, there's not like a shortage of information saying, mail your list, yeah. monetize The money's it. in the list. Yeah. yeah. So, But yet at the same time, just like telling your kids to or a teenage boy to bathe, um, you tell them, but they still don't. So, like, why? What is the common thread that you seem to see? I have a thirteen-year-old right now, and yeah, yeah, the amount of times I'm like, "You stink," and he's like, "I don't." I'm like, "Well, no, you do." Anyway, I think that entrepreneurs we have a lot to do, right? And it's just one of those things. Like, it's in our minds, it's not hurting us, mm. and we're so focused on the customer acquisition piece. So, let me tell you a story. Yeah. One of the like top offer owners at ClickBank had to be reminded three times to talk to me to <laughs> run his list. He had a list of over 2 million people and we made, I want to say $4 million last year off his email list. Wow. <laughs> and that's straight to bottom line too. That yes. is just pure profits. Yes. Pure freaking profits. Wow. And the fact that I know he knows this. Right. And yet our mutual friend had to say, talk to Liz, talk to Liz, talk to Liz. And then he finally talked to Liz, and now we're making $4 million a year. And that was last year. We'll probably make more than that this year. That Ooh. wasn't even enough to motivate it. Wow. Took, you see what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think it's a commonality of we as entrepreneurs are so busy and we're so focused on the customer acquisition piece that we forget the back-end monetization. But then I also think most of the time we don't understand how much money we're talking is being yeah. left on the table. Mm-hmm. And like that money that you didn't mail last year, you're never getting it back. Yeah. Sorry. <sighs> just lit it on fire. Man, I hate lighting <laughs> on fire. <laughs> Can't lose it if you never have. <laughs> <laughs> I could have invented a time machine with yeah. all that money to go back and use it if yeah. I would have. Oh, geez. So, well, that, I think that's a really interesting perspective. It is just that, you know, I'll get to it eventually. Yes. Right. And like, I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's like me starting a diet eventually. Yeah. Well, one not, day. Like Mo- not Monday. Yeah. Monday. Yeah. We're going to start at Monday. Yeah. Is there a size of list that where it's like, if you're not doing it by this point, you need to, I mean, maybe it's just like one, right. You just need to start right away. Yeah. Is there a size of list where it's just like, okay, if you're not monetizing this to yeah. a serious capacity, like get off your butt. And do it. I don't 
don't know as if it's a certain size of list as is it's more important how fast you're acquiring customers. Oh, okay. Because if you're acquiring like a oh, hundred customers a day or more, like that is an emergency. You need a list manager. Mm. Cause we're talking about a lot of money now. Um, but even like, if you're just talking about list size, even a thousand subscribers count, especially if they're buyers. Mm-hmm. So like, most everybody on ClickBank that would be listening to this, that would apply to you. Right. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, I find it shocking when you look at like the platinum sellers on ClickBank who are not monetizing their list. Yeah. It's a shockingly high number yeah. considering how often it gets preached in the industry to monetize your list, send to your list. Monetize your list. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> what, what do you not say? till Monday. Yeah. Not some Monday in the future. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Kyle's it's diet. Some. It's it's yeah. your money, right? What do you say to the people who are like, oh, I don't want to burn my list. Yeah. I don't want to like fatigue my list. Yeah. I don't want to just beat That's them over the head common. with offers. Like, what do you say to those people? Do you not like money? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> You're in a business, right? Yeah. Okay. So say we're not even going to mail affiliate offers. Like that's, mm-hmm. we can still mail your stuff, bro. And yeah. some content. But I think what you're going to find out is you really like that money and you'll be like, what else can we do? (laughs) And then we're going to really start making some good money. Have you seen that several times? You start off, hey, we'll just do internal promos. We're going to do some cross-selling. And they're like, oh, man. And they're like, okay, I either need to make more products or what if we do some affiliate stuff? That's exactly what usually happens. Um, Yeah, it's alluring, right? Yeah. (laughs) We all don't like money until we have it. And they're like, I think I like it. I think it's kind of nice. It's the most money I've made last month. It's like cheesecake and champagne. This is pretty sweet. What I love it, too, is that you talk about the front-end acquisition. As you get better back-end monetization, all of that can feed higher scale on the front end because now you can afford to pay more on the front end. If you're stuck at paying 60 bucks CPA or whatever it was, and now you're making... X percent more, maybe a thousand percent more because yeah. we're doing anything. Yeah. Also now maybe you can pay a hundred, $120 yeah. CPA. Yeah. And now you can really start to scale that front end. Yeah. And, and all that, like end. it just exponentially mm-hmm. grows your whole business. Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, we go back, it is directly your top, your bottom line. There's not that many Some revenue streams yeah. in your business that yeah. could equate so directly to your bottom line, yeah. like like an email list can. Yeah. It's, it's super powerful. And right. also we can do SMS, that's S- texting, which is huge. and also push marketing. Yes, yes. SMS, that's another one that's very underutilized. Mm-hmm. But I remember you in my own experience where it's a smaller list, your open rates are 99%, 98%, you know, incredibly high. Um, can't treat it quite the same as nope. email, right? But nope. it's still very, <laughs> but yeah, it a makes a lot careful, of money. Yeah. Yeah. The ROAS like, is... Yeah. I would say uh, a text list makes on average five times more per subscriber Whoa, than really? an mm-hmm. email list. Wow. I believe it. you can't do it as often, but no, when you do and it, it's rules. There yeah. are rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tread carefully. Yeah. Please consult the lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the, the yeah. fines are expensive. It's $1,000 per text. Yeah. Per text. That can rack up fast. Yeah. 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 So please consult yeah. legal. Because it's based off, <laughs> and oh, it's good, important to remember, legal, the, yeah. the yeah. laws around SMS are actually based off telecommunication laws, which are predicated more on, like, outbound phone calling. Mm-hmm. So not that that industry has ever created problems in our society in the past. So you could see they're a little bit more harsh yeah. for a text message versus an email. It's also very jarring, right? Like, if I text you, you're looking at it immediately. Yep. If I email you, when you get to it is when you look at it. Yeah. So you also have to look at it as it impacts the subscriber. Yeah. 
Unless you're emailing me or texting me, because I'll read an email before a text any day. Are you serious? I'm really bad at texting lists. It might be the worst thing I'm at in my life. I'm pretty horrible. I don't, yeah. I find that so entertaining. It's weird. My wife doesn't. <laughs> she does not find it entertaining. <laughs> she, she'd love if I would be a normal human. <laughs> my wife is the only one I can text like on a regular cadence to get back to her quickly. Everyone else, it's like, yeah. it's. Yeah. I'll read it, though. Yeah. So, SMS is really powerful. <laughs> Email still very powerful. You need to be doing something in your business. And I like the idea of like, if you're not, even if you don't necessarily start emailing, you need to think about that in the plan. It should be a yes. part of the plan. Yeah. And even a part of that plan is call list. Like it should be a part of the plan to some Yeah. Capacity. So, uh, I mean, setting up your offer, the email, like the autoresponder that they get right after purchase has such a profound impact on your chargeback and refund rates. And I don't think people understand how much you can mitigate mm. refunds and chargebacks if you have a well thought out autoresponder series and or including SMS in that. Mm. Can you talk, what, what does that look like for you? Like I, I buy a product yeah. from one of your clients, what's like yeah. an ideal? So that immediate email, once you buy it, should say, where are you getting your receipt? When can you expect your purchase and how? And how can you contact us? And if you can send a text that repeats that, and also the shipping information, huge. Yeah. I think people need to remember that people are busy and they probably don't see it or they don't read it. Yeah. So the more you can get in front of them, yeah. <laughs> the more likely you can catch that. Right exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So repeating it in more than one place. So the email or and the text is super amazing. And I mean, like 90% cut refunds and chargebacks. Yeah. yeah. Now, that, I've never... It makes a ton of sense, right? It makes a ton of sense, but I don't think I even thought about that way, to be honest. I don't know why I made it sound like I was some sort of brilliant person. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Sorry. <laughs> not, even, not even me. No, that's a really good point, though, in that I, I think people forget that oftentimes when we make a purchase, there's always that euphoric, oh, I bought something, followed by an immediate horror of what have I made a mistake, yes. right? You have this window of reassurance. Yeah, you need to make pe people not feel stupid afterwards. Because yes. as soon as you feel stupid, the the regret of purchasing is going to be real, real Then strong. we're calling our credit card company. Yep. Then we're calling our bank. Then we're calling ClickBank. Yep. We yep. don't want that. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Don't call us. Don't call us. <laughs> yeah. Call the seller, yeah. That, that's a great point. Really good point. I, so um, I just want to transition a little bit because this is something I think um, – yeah, you know, I, I think I probably know the answer, but I'm really curious. I've never asked it before. Is um, you know, oftentimes you, you manage over 30 plus, so 30 between 100. So right, so there's a range <laughs> in there. Um, but when it comes to that, when you have an offer that is working really well, like you sent something, you're like, "Ooh, this is good." What does the scale process look like? And then how is that different than say the maintenance process? So I'm gonna yeah. get that first send. I'm gonna send it out, make a lot of money. Yep. But how do you keep making money with that? So Kyle pings me on Skype and says, let's test this off. Mm -hmm. yep. And I mail it. And it does amazing. My scale process is girls get this on every calendar as fast as we can. Like, if I'm the first to mail it, we make the most money. Me mm -hmm. and my clients do. Yeah. So it behooves us to, like, move with, with urgency. Speed. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the maintenance process on that and with every list uh, varies. So typically in the next week or two, they're probably going to see it again. And we'll just keep seeing it until it falls off. Now I'm going to start changing the creative and what does it look like? Uh, and start testing different angles, words. So will you run the same creative, like the same swipe until you start to see a reduction yep. in performance? You won't touch it, test anything else? Why mess what's broken up? Yeah. 
Wow, just butchered that. That's okay. You know I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Don't worry. I picked up what you're putting down. Yeah. yeah. Thomas did once say, say um, it has legs that cut mm-hmm. teeth. So yeah. <laughs> we're all here for the yeah. non-second word that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, so that's so from from there, I think that's interesting. Sometimes I think there's a temptation to even when a swipe's working, like try and st- yeah. How do we get a better one? Yeah. How do we get ready for this to fail? So, yeah. like, uh, just in general, I know this probably varies, but if you had to guess, like, a really good swipe, how long and how many sends on average will that work on a list for? Uh, it depends on the list turnover. So, if, like, the number one offer on ClickBank right now, I could probably send that every day because that's how many buyers they're getting in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to last. Yeah, it's true. Right but now, like yeah. uh, an offer that's on the decline. So like we're at 150 in the marketplace or a thousand mm-hmm. like that. They can't see that very many times because it's not refreshed and or it hasn't ran out. That's the other thing you got to remember with the emails, like with supplements, they run out. Mm-hmm. So if it did well, you want to get oh, it back like in the actual. Mode. Yeah. Right. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like they, like they run the out. Supplement. Yeah. yeah. And um, I would like to capture that sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the refill. For the re-up. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. And especially since oftentimes offer owners generally have the back end e-com place for them to purchase. So sometimes those front end sales or the front end like emails yes. are the only way that yes. they could repurchase. Exactly. Even if they bought 18 bottles, they yes. would like another 18 yes. because it works that well. They're now five pounds because of all yeah. the weight I've loss. I've been singing the praise of magnesium glycinate. Tell anyone who listened over last week. It's, it's amazing Yeah, it's changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. So you must get hit up all the time by... People like, will you test my offer? Yeah. Right, because you have got so much access to so much yeah. email inventory, and I love it. How how do you do, like? You must have a gut check of stuff, and like, this looks like I could test it or not. Is there anything that you won't like? What I guess, what's your barometer when you get stuff across your Skype desk or your if desk? If it's not on ClickBank or MaxWeb, I don't test it. Are oh, you still to, running that? Yeah, so I like, have to know that I'm going to get paid, and my client's going to get paid. So More importantly, yeah. my client than me. Mm-hmm. But. So you're trusting the networks so you can get paid from them. They'll track and pay. Yes. Okay, so that's step one. They're step on one. a major network that you can get yes. paid from that you trust. Yes. What's What are the next steps? It's like, is it the, what the offer looks like, what the payout is, or anything like that? Or? Um, no. So pretty much after that, if if it looks like, yeah, I have a gut check. Mm-hmm. So I look at it. It looks like I don't see anything. It's not horrible. It doesn't look like my child wrote this offer. <laughs> I'm probably going to test it because sometimes I'm surprised at what works. Mm-hmm. There's been stuff I run and I'm like, holy moly, who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you think of a recent example? Because I agree. There's been plenty of times I've seen offers of like, no way. And then you see it and you're like, okay. All right. Well, I guess there is a way. And they mm-hmm. found it. So, yeah. um, but can you think of one in recent memory? No, Kyle, I'm not going to point out somebody's dumb offer. <laughs> but it's doing well. <laughs> Their dumb offer is doing well. <laughs> They know it's dumb. We didn't have to say dumb. <laughs> that was a good bait. <laughs> I didn't even mean it that way. I was more like, oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> but we got there. Look at that. What a great list manager. You want to call it your dumb offers yeah. that, that do well. Has your name always been list or did you change it because <laughs> you're a list manager? <laughs> no, my uh, full name is Melissa. Oh. And I just don't really love that. My oh. aunt and my cousins growing up called me Liz. And then you just happened to become a list manager. Yeah. Oh, well, my last name's Graham, and I was a science teacher. What's the, I mean, <laughs> you, there's some sort yeah. of research yeah. there. 
For sure. I think you had something going on. Because you said you're working at a spice company. Yeah. If any of that was cinnamon, you're just right there. Cinnagram, yeah. you know. Like just... <laughs> it was, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you've kept all your professions in your name. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it might be limiting, but it's worked out for you. <laughs> people like it me has. with Kyle Costeca, there's no way. I don't know what that means. Like, yeah. considering what people used to do with my last name, I don't want to go to those professions. We won't share on this podcast. <laughs> it's quite inappropriate. Going. But yeah. yeah. Um, so... But we're, we'll get back to business stuff. So, <laughs> so I think uh, going on uh, testing, um, is when you're doing testing um, and you're going out and kind of uh, looking at the results for that, like um, how like what when do you decide to give feedback or what does that look like? Because I think oftentimes people are testing, they're wanting feedback. Yeah. But that's tough for you. You have a lot of offers, a lot of people. Yeah. So how are there times when you actually provide it and other times when it's like if, try if somebody asks, I try to provide it. But the data I give back is very limited. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, did it do below average, average, or above average? Mm -hmm. So when I'm testing an offer, I'm only interested in the ones that do average and above average. Those are things I can save. Mm -hmm. If all, So I usually test on three different test segments. If they all do below average, then I'm done testing. Gotcha. I, I've risked enough here. Mm -hmm. It's like going to Vegas. You only have so much money. Gotcha. <laughs> Don't take your Vegas would like to disagree to with you on that. They're like, there's always more. <laughs> no, that's that's really interesting. So, um, so with the the segments when you go to, you said there's three kind of test segments. Like, yeah. how do you select those? And and I'm assuming you don't go like the full list. You do like yeah, a right. portion, right? Yeah. So <laughs> just full set. Yeah. <laughs> We're not sending the test to the full number one offer on ClickBank. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. So it's usually a really small segment. Uh, and it's on a list that makes sense to see the offer. Gotcha. So, like, if we have a men's ED list, we're not sending a women's skincare offer to mm -hmm. that list. Yeah. That would be silly. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> if that did well, I'd have a lot of questions. Never know. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, happen, so you make yeah. it make sense. But then, like, do you have, like, sections of lists? You're like, oh, these are kind of my – these are really good indicators for what – is going to perform the other list. Yeah. So it's almost like you have like your test groups. Yeah. Like the farm teams. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in general, like almost every list I have has like peer lists. Like, so. Peer very, lists. Yeah. So if I have a diabetes list over here, this other diabetes list is going to do well oh, too. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Or like back pain or weight loss. Mm -hmm. Like there's certain niches um, that there's a lot of, like it's, if it does well on that one same, it's going to do well on all gotcha. the other same ones. So, and you might not have an answer to this. It yeah. just popped in my head. Okay. So I'm sorry. Like, I don't, no it could pressure. be a horrible question. <laughs> yeah. So are there any, um, and I'll give an example. Like, have there been any things, any like offers or types of offers you've tried on a list you thought, this is weird. I'm going to try it and it worked out really well. For example, I know this is years ago, but somebody took a men's dating list and they started sending biz op offers to it. And they're like, biz op offers do better than lots of my other dating offers yeah. on a men's dating yeah. list. Which you could see the correlation yeah, yeah. there, yeah. but um, I'm just wondering if you've found any wins to things where you're like, I'm going to try this. Yeah. And out. Um, so one of the first, like this is going back 10 years ago, one of the first big things that I thought was shocking was finance offers to health lists. And then I started like kind of like what peeling back the layers. Why do I think this is that? If you're bettering your body, you're probably interested in bettering your finances. You're probably interested in bettering your dating life mm -hmm. or your... You're uh, in a state of change already. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I sense. think you're bettering. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting when you start thinking that way, the other things that could fill in. And I found that to be true. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because I think a lot of people sometimes 
see, but don't necessarily execute on something like that. Yeah. I feel too, well, I don't see it all the time. Yeah. So maybe I don't put a and, and just to like, you can say in the email, like, I know this feels a little off topic today. So if it's not for you, just delete. No hard feelings. And then go mm. into it. So that they know, like... Just asking permission. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if it rolls your feather... Like, I already warned you. Mm -hmm. And that's more for, like, if I have a helpless and I'm going to send, like, a dating offer. Like, things that you know could roll feathers up. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of those dating offers sometimes could make people feel... Yeah. Especially knowing that... Let's be real. triggering. Yes. And we know that middle America is a big portion of the direct response world. Middle conservative America. So there's some things that can make them... Yeah. Ruffled. Yes. Nice ruffled. And like, ugh, so ED offers yeah. to a conservative list can actually be done, but you just have to word it in a way and pre-warn yeah. them. And then they do amazing. Mm-hmm. They've been given permission, we're, like, we're, finally. We're, 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 <laughs> yeah. I can tell we're both trying to avoid all the jokes. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> Drink more champagne, yeah. it'll change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay. Mm. Um, on the, with the trends and like the different topics, do you see, like, what's your gut telling you with any like upcoming types of products that you're excited to test or could, that you see starting to do well? So the this not isn't necessarily for email per se, but it sort of is. A lot of the direct response people are starting to move into e-com also. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a huge shift that a bunch of my clients are jumping on the bandwagon. And I like it because it gives me another list to manage because we manage e-com lists, obviously, gotcha. different than direct response lists. So that's a big like future growth category for my business. Um, and I also think it provides a lot of stability for the business. And if you're looking to ever sell your business, um, yes. that's where you're going to get a lot of bank. The brand money. versus cash. Yes. Flow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. How, how do you manage an e-com list differently than direct response list? Uh, so you don't send direct response offers to an e-com uh-huh. list. <laughs> do you still send like other well, e-com I feel offers? Stupid, yeah. No, I don't feel stupid. <laughs> I imagine probably a lot more cross promos, but you'd still send other offers, right? Just Honestly, in a like... E-com lists are mostly internal stuff mm. with a lot of content. Yeah. And it's like much less frequent. But the texting on e-com is ridiculous. For like sales and things yes. like that? Because it creates that immediate urgency, so much, right? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So Yeah, you put a coupon code in there, yes. link to buy. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting stuff. So, yeah, it is so you've really seen SMS <laughs> grow quite a bit then, especially in the e-com management Yes. Space. Yeah. And also, so SMS for direct response offers, especially with uh, like our supplements and stuff, mm-hmm. um, those SMS do really well because it's like that uh, attention grabbing and getting the sale for the yep. refills. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's another really huge yeah. use of SMS. Yeah. No, SMS. I mean, so, so that's. How long have you been doing SMS for? I, I, again, I think it's a great channel that's very underutilized. Uh, maybe too. like two or three years. Not yeah. that long. What's the main... Do you use a preferred provider? Because I know there's there's a lot of providers there out there. There are a lot. I um, feel like they change. It's almost like all of a sudden yeah. come and go. So a couple of the email service providers have started doing SMS inside the platform. Yeah. Uh, Entreport does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clavio, I know this is e-com only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clavio's that's, SMS. That's like Shopify exclusive. Right yes. There, yeah. um, and Which ClickBank has a Shopify integration now. I was going to plug that real quick. Oh, so nice. It's been going pretty well. Yeah. That's good. So helping that e-com hybrid approach going. Yeah. You know? yeah. Come on, get your e-coms going. <laughs> 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 well, and so then um, Ameripost as well. I know they have. Yeah, it I think they one. have it. I think Sinlane has uh, SMS now. 
Um, I want to say attentive is a Pretty good. Pretty sure Mariposa does too, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, we, we said that earlier. Oh, yeah. sorry. That's uh, interesting. I think attentive <laughs> is a good, like, standalone one. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. No, but SMS, like, again, really, really powerful source. I'd say if you didn't take, if you only took one thing away from this, like, and you're not using SMS, you should probably start finding a way. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, well, one, as we're kind of getting the edge here, we all, you also mentioned push and we've totally ignored push, but I think it's a pretty interesting traffic channel, a little bit different. Yeah. Cheap is crap. So why don't you talk a little about. Also like zero regulations nearly. And also. Ah, Cheap, no regulations. You got me. And (laughs) it's like almost impossible to unsubscribe from it. Have you ever unsubscribed from push? You know when they like the push thing, like, do you want to opt in? I'm always like, no. Sometimes I like, yes. I'm like, no. (laughs) Yes. It it is oppressive marketing. It could really. I, I was like, well, I'll just throw my computer away. I don't need it anymore. And just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, push is super high volume and it's a numbers game. Uh, so it's like, like if I'm ranking it, push makes the least amount per subscriber, but it's also the cheapest. And then emails in the middle and then SMS makes the most per subscriber. And then push is just a volume game. Yeah. So like, it's a race of arms to collect subs so, and frequency like 10 have, a day. Do you have clients putting the push opt-in on their landers? Yeah. Okay. And then you're getting. So mm-hmm. you at like, so your choices here are you can put it on your lander and some of my clients do, or you can put them like on the first upsell. Yeah. And some, some do oh. one, some do other. Has there, do you see an opt-in difference? I actually, I would well, focus less on the opt-in difference and more on, do you see a value per subscriber yeah, between the two? Uh, I am not always privy to who does where. Mm. I'm just watching this. So since push is such a numbers game, I would put it on the yeah, lander go for because more. Yeah. I would go for bigger numbers. Yeah, we did a podcast with Propeller Ads mm-hmm. that we can probably maybe link to here. That, that that was more for the affiliate side for affiliates interested in going into the push traffic. Yeah. Um, but it kind of goes deep into some of the ins and outs of it because it is relatively new to our core space yes. and our friends, right? Like I don't hear anyone talk about push really until – you just brought it up, so yeah. You're but welcome. It, it was yeah. Brett, I, yeah, because I think first time I really heard anyone using this was you at Brett's uh, Mastermind. Oh, was that last year sometime? Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, and so I know. Um, so how do you primarily use it? You're just sending offers. Do you do anything else with it? I mostly am sending offers. Um, internal stuff does really amazing yeah. on it. So mm-hmm. ecom, yes. Approach, yeah. um, so like my clients that have a really deep repertoire of offers. Mm-hmm. Push does amazing, but we've done affiliate and done well with that too. Yes. So it's really just kind of whatever works. And is that what tech are you using for that? Uh, I like one signal for push, one signal? and okay. it's not expensive at all. Because what are the cost? Like the cost per click on push is like dirt cheap, right? Yeah, it's like two cents. Or I want to say like actually, I, I might just be making this number up. I'm going to preface with this. <laughs> I feel like it's a thousand dollars a month for a hundred thousand subs. Oh wow! Like yeah. it's nothing. I'm yeah. out of math. That's it's nothing. Well, and you could and you could you could send like yeah. five to ten times a day. Yeah, I send yeah. up to ten a day. Because wow. it's only on desktop, right? Yes. It's the only way you're seeing it, it pops on a browser. Up, so just like so, if there you, is mobile push, but maybe not with. Whoa, what was it? One, one signal. One signal. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. I've only ever known it to be desktop. Yeah, there is mobile yeah. push. Is it different yeah. type of push though? Is that's for apps? Isn't I would listen it? To yeah, the I think it's an app push. <laughs> okay, <earlier>. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. You better bring it more exists. details. I know it exists. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. research that we have to do on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. 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 There will be homework. Yeah. <laughs> I've oh reached the limit. Just choked my spit. Yeah. <laughs> have some more cheesecake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll absorb it. This is why we can't have an eating podcast because I just eat all of it while. Yeah, it has been very interesting. There's only all my cheesecake, and then look at like listen, I like sensible. Really We've interesting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know a Thomas did a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, mm. so as we kind of get, we're, we're getting close to time here, um, and we still have a lot of champagne to finish, so we'll do that off after the podcast. Champagne bongs. Yeah. Bong bong. yeah, so um, <laughs> that is a fun way to drink champagne, the champagne bong, like until you vomit it right back out. Um, so, I, was, uh, I was in college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like six months ago. But, <laughs> uh, um, so just, I think one thing just, I think it's always good when someone sees so much. You see so much email. You mentioned kind of the e-com thing in terms of trends. Um, what's a very email-specific thing that you're really focused on for 2023 that you think other people should be as well? Mm, that's a good question. Um, so we've been really focusing a lot on um, content inside the pitch emails. So let's say like, the top of the email is about Alzheimer's. The content at the bottom would be like five signs you might have early onset of Alzheimer's. And it's fun facts and it makes the reader feel good, but it serves another purpose in that it's like, oh, I don't, I'm guilty of this number one. I lost my keys today. And so then it pushes you back up to the top. So the gotcha. content, all it's really doing is serving a purpose to refocus back on the pitch oh, and not okay. make it feel like such a pitch, but it also helps deliverability into the inbox, primary mm -hmm. inbox. Because you're able to get that distribution of having a lot more non-sales language. Yes. So ding, Google ding, thinks ding. you're thinking, oh, this definitely isn't a sales email. Yeah. yeah. But it's been my experience that content done poorly affects revenue. So this is me figuring out how do I keep revenue super high and still... Mm -hmm improve deliverability yeah. so the content quality has to be pretty high yes. then. you can't just be throwing crap content out yeah. there um because then you'll just blow everything up yes. hurt your sales hurt your deliverability yes. and hurt yourself yeah. <laughs> in the process maybe proofread the chat ggp yeah yeah. 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 yeah please learn some prompts <laughs> yeah go follow perry's stuff yeah. and learn how to do some prompts so Gosh. um well I, I think that's awesome listen that's really good advice i think that's really interesting because we that i would say that's been a trend we've been hearing for like six months ever since uh, probably ios the whole ios mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever number, 12, 15, 15, 15 something. I don't Death know. to iOS. I'm new 15. to Apple, so this whole count of updates is something I should start paying attention to. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we've heard content continues to matter. And I think the other thing to remember is with AI, with the, the real increase in competition, you've probably seen there are so many more people selling stuff online than yeah. even three years ago, right. um, that the content matters more and more and more because yeah. that's the part where you really differentiate yes. what you could say, what your message is, and how you connect with consumers. So I think that makes a ton of sense. And I'd probably say everyone listening here, um, first, monetize your freaking list, yeah. use SMS, <laughs> yeah. and start focusing on some content. You're and if honest. you don't want to do one through three, call me. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's a great segue. <laughs> yes. now, if people want to work with you, want to learn more about you, where yeah. can they go? They can go to listgram.com. you got a website now. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of you. <laughs> it's really horrible. Yeah. Feel free to go and make fun of me. I'll also say you're also featured on our experts page. Oh, so yes. So we'll link to your yeah. experts profile yeah. in the link show notes here. But it's, yeah. I think it's 
Plugpeg.com slash expert slash list dash gram. So yeah. look at that shameless yeah. self plug. This oh, yeah. yeah, good job. It's almost like we made it for this purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. I'm on Skype, listgram09. We yeah. moderate the DRMP group together. We are. We're, yeah. We have a huge group. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the next event, we'll probably be having a little get together. Yeah. So you can come talk to us I in can't, person. I can't believe I missed the notification for the last one. I don't know how that Thomas happened. Thomas <laughs> missed our our own party. Yeah. The director from Sparking Partners affiliate. The one at West. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't show up for that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was like the day before, and I saw, finally saw like the Facebook invite. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> and I had a conflict. I showed Yo, up late. I can't give you a hard time. I'm in. like the, oh, worst, the worst Facebook yeah. user to ever exist. So, <laughs> so I'm like, in the group Yeah, you're very active. Like I'm very surprised. Day. <laughs> I'm very Thomas surprised. is literally the boss of the group. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's D. That's D. Don't, don't yeah, that's true. You're a part of the boss. You're like... You're like a step. Listen, I like something. approve people here and there. Yeah. He's yeah. like yeah. chop yeah, people out sure. of it. But yeah. So yeah. that's funny. But yeah, no, great group. Um, the last thing to say, really the best way to get a hold of Liz is if you just randomly try and Zoom call her, or get her on a video. <laughs> <thing. That's laughs> Don't she do that. It. I she hate loved phone calls. Call. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had one call in our entire history. Like, <laughs> I feel like there's more than that. I don't think so. I think it's been one, like, established, hey, we're going to get on a phone call. We scheduled it. There's yeah. been one of those, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And Everything I, else has been... Then yeah. I chopped that off at the knees. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, like, like I've got 10 minutes. i got to go. I was like, okay. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that as somebody that dreads any phone call ever. I'm like, oh, this is on to something. So, well, again, really appreciate your time. Yeah. It was great having you in here. Hopefully you enjoyed um, Diamond up in Sun Valley. I did. It was um, magical. Yeah. I, you know, I, and <laughs> you guys brought some awesome weather, like not normally, but in a mountain setting. Yeah. All that snow was great. Yeah. So. Skiing it was amazing. Oh, man. It seemed that way. But I was it really, sounds really cool, guys. I'm really yeah, sore. Glad yep. you two had fun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's talk yeah. about Thomas in there. Let's to isolate him. Thomas didn't get to go to Yeah, Diamond. he didn't. It was, we won't tell him about the extra secret special part. Because oh. that'll drive him crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I sent him my credit card. He sold my credit card, I think. I have it in yeah. my pocket, okay. yeah. yeah. I won't tell him about the charges we put on his credit card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, we hope you enjoyed Boise. It's great having you in here. Yeah. We hope it's not the last time, because we'll bribe you with more alcohol for coming oh, into the future. I'll fly so. out here for cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, with that, though, uh, we want to say thank you for your listeners. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoy some cheesecake and champagne later. Um, and until next time, please rate, review, subscribe. Tell us who else you'd like to talk to, what other conversations you want to have. And what do we tell the people, Thomas? Happy scaling. Beautiful. Have a good one.